welcome to Watching It. I'm your host, Donnell. And I'm your co-host, Robert. And this is our 11th. 11th episode, yeah. Our 11th episode, yes, yes, yes. This should have been the 13th episode. That would have been super cool. Yeah, yeah, that would have. We don't think ahead enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, this is our 11th episode, and the reason why it should have been our 13th episode is we are going to be going over the movie The 13th Floor. Yes, and if you haven't seen this movie and are interested in seeing this movie, now would be the time to pause it because yes. we're going to spoil the fuck out of the most important part of yeah. the movie. And um, and, uh, warning, it's not a great movie. No. I gotta We've jump said that several in, times, but it's... Gotta jump in real quick <laughs> because if you are about to pause this podcast and watch the movie, uh, just to make things clear, make sure to spell 13th and not put in 13 the yeah, number, yeah. <laughs> because there is a movie called The 13th Floor that came out in 1987 that has nothing to do yeah, with this yeah. movie. <laughs> You're looking for the 1999 movie uh, with, with Craig Bierko in it. Yep. Um, but before we dive into the movie, uh, we've been doing this a little bit now and figure we'll continue. Let's uh, dive in a little bit to uh, Star Trek The Lower Decks, see what, what we're thinking this week. This was not a great episode this week. Yeah. Um. I think it's missing this one. My my problem with it is it it was missing density. Mm-hmm. Like it only had the one story. Yeah. Um. And and I I really think it needed like a couple. You know, like two different things going on. Yeah. Um. With it, I I really like that they were just poking fun completely at the idea that that engineers like pad mm-hmm. pad out how long it takes to yeah. do something. Um. Boy, that scene that scene where after they get off of there in the uh the the med unit yeah the medical bay whatever it's called i don't know the words <laughs> mm-hmm. um and mm-hmm. she's just like i'll let you, i'm gonna let you die next time i'm gonna dance in your blood <laughs> i'm like holy fucking shit man cool your jets yeah like, yeah <laughs> no, i mean technically he didn't do anything to keep him alive he did it himself <laughs> yeah, I, yeah that was actually one thing one of my issues with the show and they at least helped it or helped make it out as bad as I hate shows that make it where there's one character who is just essentially perfect. And that's what the one mm. chick is. She's uh, the best at, at fighting, the best at you know negotiating with people. She has all these connections. And I'm just like, why do, why? Like, it just, it's not believable. And just in this episode, having the, when her and the captain are fighting over who's going to save the crew, and she's like, I'm going to do it. I'm just like, for crying out loud, you don't have to do everything. You don't have to be that character. And so when the, I guess it's not the captain, it's, the, it's number one in this. For yeah, number yeah. One. Uh, when he actually like, I like that he, you know, takes her out of commission and he goes, handles his business. And I'm like, thank you. Cause I hate that in shows when they just like make one character who's just like Uber, unless it's done blatantly on purpose, like one punch man, like that's the whole, yeah, the yeah. Or, uh, center, or say the seven deadly sins where like the main mm-hmm. character is just like a God tier character. Yeah, yeah. Um, or, uh, Guren Logan for that matter. Yeah, yeah, where like his mm-hmm. his the little the little mech that he gets is like god tier level and yeah. ends up growing to be the size of like twenty universes. <laughs> like it's super <laughs> weird. I love that show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, yeah. There's really not much to say about the lower deck episode. Yeah, this week. it was. It was. I mean, it was an episode. It was there. Uh, definitely agree with you. Like it. It was a little one dimensional in this this episode. There wasn't much going on. Um. 
So yeah, I mean, still, still got hoped for it. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was a funny concept, and yeah. it's you know, it's just a short thirty-minute episode. Who am I? Gonna, you know, they can't all be winners. Yeah, yeah, they can't all be winners. Exactly. Um, you know, I mean, one of one of my one of my favorite shows is Supernatural. There's fifteen fucking seasons of that. There's a lot of stinkers in there. No, there's a, there's a lot of bad shit in there. <laughs> Supernatural, man. I'm always just um, like, ah, people I know who watch it, like you and a few other, like, man, it sounds good. I'm just like. 15 fucking seasons though like it's worth it though that's a, that's a, it's worth a, it it's so a good time commitment man I just, well you just you slow burn it you know yeah, you like yeah. look look i'm just telling you you get get through the first half of the first season and then you'll understand okay look the first half of the first season supernatural super rough but it's necessary <laughs> and then it starts to pick up and then it's just a roller coaster uh, that doesn't stop well, well we'll see maybe it's we'll look see. it's only 15 seasons of 24 one-hour episodes <laughs> only only that may or may not get an ending <laughs> that's the yeah, worst part that's the, part that's the worst part is we're on the 15th season up. And they had to stop because of COVID. And yeah. we don't know if it's going to get finished. Yeah. We just we might just not get finished. We're so <laughs> close. Like, they were determined to end it. Because this was the last season, season. Yeah, yeah. It? yeah. It was, they, they already said, like, this is going to be the last is season. We're, we're wrapping, wrapping up, up all the stories. And we were like, oh, my God, there's so many stories to wrap up. And they're totally hitting them all. And then just, bam. COVID. Ugh, just what? Ah, man. Ah. Anyway. All right. The 13th so, floor. The 13th floor. Um, real quick, want to throw this out there. This is a, a random, not had nothing to do with the movie itself. But uh, for some reason, in 1999, we decided to make a lot of movies that wore the 13th because we also had the 13th year, the 13th warrior, and the 13th letter. What does it mean, Donna? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, 13 was prevalent on people's minds in 1999. Was there just a movie called 13? Uh, not in 1999, unfortunately. Well, that's there, some there, bullshit. There was a movie called 13. Um, <laughs> I think that came out in 2000 or something. I didn't write that one down. But yeah. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I don't believe that means anything. I just think it's weird that everybody was like, hey. Yeah. I mean, I mean, so this movie, it, it, this movie has like a really bad rating on Rotten Tomatoes, but mm -hmm. a really good like 7.8 on IMDb. Okay. Like people are torn about this movie. Um, it, it did, it did not do well no. in the box office. No. Um, and I want to talk about that. So first it has $16 million budget. Okay. I think they did a lot with that $16 yeah, million. That, dollars. that is. Um, but man, if they had had like twice that or three times that, this really could have been a thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, it only, it made 18.5 back. Um, so I mean, it made profitable. it, it made its budget back, I guess, yeah. you know, you know um, well, marketing. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, I tell you what, I tell you why this movie probably had trouble mm -hmm. is it came out at the wrong fucking time. Yep. This movie came out two months after the fucking Matrix, yep. and it's it actually, exactly the same premise kind of uh, yeah. idea going on. It actually went um, up against the Matrix for a Saturn Award for Best Sci-Fi that year. Um, and of course we all yeah know yeah i mean it did not win by the way the matrix is a, it's another that's like another high tier mystery because if you mm -hmm. go that you never get to watch the matrix for the first time again but no. that first time you watch the matrix if you don't know what it's gonna be yeah. you're just like oh my god why does his mouth just sew up out of oh, nowhere yeah. like you don't know what's going on yeah and it's it's a great mystery um that they did a much better with the second after the mystery is revealed. They did much better yeah. <laughs> with what comes after yeah. than this movie did, yeah. which we'll get into later. This, um, I actually wrote so, down the moment the movie 
is done. <laughs> like, yeah, it's yeah. done. So th- this movie came out on May the 28th, 1999. Same weekend as a movie called Notting Hill, mm-hmm. which was like Hugh Grant and yeah. Julia Roberts at the height of their career. Yeah. And it's like, well, we just saw The Matrix last month, dear. Do you want to go see The 13th Floor, which is another weird sci-fi, sci-fi mystery movie? Yeah. Or do you want to go see this romantic comedy? I guess it's your turn to pick. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. And you know what came out the week before that? Mm. Star Wars Episode oh, One. This, done. this movie was done. This movie no one was going to see. I'm surprised Notting Hill movie. made any money. Yeah, Nobody I, was making any money the week after Episode One came that, out. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, this movie was kind of just um, shot in the foot. From yeah, the day. An- another notable. Uh, no, actually, that movie didn't come out at the same time. Sorry, my notes are messed up. I apologize. I'm shutting up now. Okay. Right. <laughs> I thought the cell. For some reason, the way my notes worked out, I thought the cell also came out, which oh, was a which was okay. a big movie at the yeah, t- yeah. at the time. Um, but no, that's just a movie that someone else was in. So I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna move on from that. So uh, yeah, so, glad, glad I went the, on that tangent. The, the movie um, had a hard, it got buried. It, it got had buried. a hard time. It was it, yeah. it, it it was up against a lot. But at the end of the day, it's not like this is one of those sleepers. Where it's like oh, yeah, just bad timing. It has a lot of issues. It yeah. has a lot of issues. Where even if it came out by itself. I don't think its rating would yeah. change too much. Look, like, I can't remember. Did uh, so? So I did. Did you know about this movie prior to me showing no, it to you? you? Okay. Told me, hey, we need to watch the Thirteenth Floor. We watched it. You never heard and of it. I was like, thank you. We did need to watch that, but that is a terrible yes, movie. Yes. It's, it's it is a movie you want to watch with someone else so you can lampoon it. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and it's <laughs> it's it's definitely a movie that, and this isn't one of those things where like. Oh, I had to suffer through it, so you got to suffer through it because it's not that bad. But it is something where, like, it's like you were saying, you want to watch with somebody else because you want to see them go through the stages of what the fuck. Oh, oh, and then also you kind of get a little excited when you start catching on to stuff, but then when it all falls apart and just that, you just see that little crust in them as yeah. they realize, oh. This could have been magnificent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then there's like there there there's a there's like an extra forty minutes of this movie that uh, don't need to exist. There's an extra thirty three minutes. Thirty. Oh, I wrote oh, you down, timed it. I wrote down when the movie <laughs> ended, and it ends at one hour and seven minutes, and you still got thirty three left to go. <laughs> fantastic. I was fantastic. like, this movie wraps up at one oh seven. Thirty three minutes left. Great. <laughs> Um, so let's let's do some background on this. So so this is a movie from 1999. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a I wouldn't. It it is based off a 1964 novel called Simaclorum. Sorry, I see. I, I was practicing this for. I'm gonna fuck it up, man. Yeah, Simulacron three. Simulacron three. Simulacron three. I want to live in a world where Simulacron three is a fine movie name mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's not it's not no it's terrible and it gives a it for those you, who have watched the movie it gives away yeah everything it, 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 you're, um, you're, you're pretty much done yeah so this uh this was a book uh written by um daniel f uh galawi Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm saying that name wrong for sure. He died in 1976. I don't know why that's important. Um, he wrote a fuck ton of like early sci-fi shit. Yeah, you know. So I've never read any of it. No. Um, uh, the 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 book was then made into a movie in uh, 1973 um, called World on a Wire. That was a uh, German. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, by the way, the same motherfucker that wrote the screenplay for that wrote the screenplay for this. Okay, yeah. So, so it's like he's like, ah, I did that back in the seventies. I've got some new tech in ninety nine. Let's let's let's, let's, let's we're talking about Joseph Resnick? 
Joseph Raznak is the director. It's... Oh no, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah, a yeah, writer yeah. and director. You're right. correct. You're correct. Well, there are okay. two screenwriters. Okay. Um, okay. I wasn't sure that if didn't he... really do anything. No, you're right. You're right. Joseph yeah. Raznak was the director, and this is like the only things he's. Done. I, I looked him <laughs> up, and I was like, I don't recognize anything. He does his most recent movie was a, a rom-com that came out last year called Berlin, I Love You. Never even heard of it. He's, he, he seems he's, to do a lot of German in, he's, in international stuff. He sounds stuff. German. Um, so I would I'm say the only notable thing that he did is he was the second unit director for Godzilla. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I that like, fantastic movie. Oh, man. Hey, 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 hey. Who doesn't like weird mini Godzilla running through New yeah. York and just <laughs> eggs and freaking, what's his name? Uh... John Ferris, Cusack? Ferris Bueller. No, John, John Cusack. No, 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 no. Why am I thinking John? Fer- Ferris Bueller. I can't remember what his name who is. Who the fuck but... is John Cusack? I'm thinking who is he? Is that a person? That's an actor. That, that, that is an actor, yes. Okay. Yes, he just wasn't in the Godzilla movie. I know, but now uh, I can't remember John who Cusack, John Cusack I'm is. I'm trying to think of some of his movies. This is just, I, my brain just is farting. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad we're talking about we're, this. We're just gonna, we're just gonna move People on. are yelling into their microphones, go, or their heads, yeah. whatever. They're yelling um, at us going, we know who John Cusack is. So yeah, yeah. So anyways, uh, Joseph, so you were saying he made the first movie, or wrote the first movie, and then in 1999 I said, you know what, let's give it another try this I time. really just hope that in like, what, another 30 years? This Someone, guy's gonna be like, he's gonna come back. He's just gonna run, run around and be like, I hey, mean, I haven't gotten it right yet. It's 1999, so I mean, oh, we're that's, due, that's, we're, we're due. Up. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, it, I bet you it's sitting on a shelf because of COVID, probably. <laughs> you know, COVID ruins everything. Well, no. So if it was 1999 and he's so wait, wait, so no, no, 19- no, no, no. It's we we need two, 2029 is when he'd have to put it out. Okay. Yeah, 2029. Sorry, mm, sorry, sorry mm. about the math there, folks. But he's yeah, got plenty of time to brush got, up on that got script. Ten years, no, nine years to put this together. You know, this would Go be third track. You know who needs to direct this movie is Christopher Nolan. Okay. Yeah. Christopher Nolan yeah. would do a good job with this movie if he gave a damn, yeah. which he doesn't. <laughs> so so uh I put because you know, talking about the movie, um, it is described as a sci fi crime dealer. I agree. I see, and this is what I put as one of the issues. I put down my description is it's a sci-fi crime thriller, neo-noir mystery uh, romantic movie. And because it's all of those things, that's yes, why it yes. doesn't fucking yeah, work. Yeah, Throw, like, yeah. No, it should definitely it should definitely have that that romance angle to it, unfortunately. <laughs> yes. It just it just that doesn't romance work. romance does not work um, at all. And also just <laughs> raises issues that i have with certain uh with certain the way certain movies like to do things um which i'll date we'll dive into later on um but anyway so this movie it stars um craig bierko bierko i hope we're um, saying that right but yeah. i'm pretty sure that's right um and he has i mean he's been in some stuff but all of these people have been in some stuff yeah you recognize them but I, I, you probably like i don't know i'm sure where so I, I, I wrote them. down um his most prominent TV role is he had a, a recurring role in Boston Legal. Never um, seen it. Never. Nope. Barely, but I know Boston Legal used to be a big thing. Um, movie-wise, I originally had written down the biggest movie he had been in. And I was like, this is a shame. But And then I had to relook. But the first time I looked, the biggest movie I had written down for him was Scary Movie 4. <laughs> which, that is a shame if that's the biggest <laughs> movie. But he actually was in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. So... Oh, what did he do in Theory and Loathing? I did not write down who he played. I'm assuming it was. I mean, everybody had bit parts in Theory and Loathing. Yeah, I watched Theory and Loathing. I don't remember seeing him. But 
at least he has that to name because if he didn't, it'd be scary movie four. No, I, th- I think his two biggest roles outside of this, uh, this okay. isn't a big role. I, let's just get that out of the way. This is yeah. not a big role for anybody. Um, was uh, The Long Kiss Goodnight, which is one of my favorite movies. Okay. Also happens to be the uh, movie with Samuel L. Jackson uh, where he plays, as he stated, his favorite character he's ever played. Okay. If you have not seen the movie The Long Kiss Goodnight, that mm. is definitely worth a watch. It's super fun. Okay. Um, he also played the, uh, the, I guess, the villain. Well, he played the villain in Long Kiss Goodnight, too, um, in Cil- Cinderella Man, mm. um, where he plays like he plays a, an evil boxer that when yeah. he punches people so hard, their brain dislocates and they die. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, So, yeah, it stars him and also Gretchen Mole. Um, she's another person that like I see and I'm like I recognize that face but I don't know what else she's been in Um, the two biggest movies he has down here that I had down here was uh, 310 to Yuma yep I had that on my list for sure and Manchester by the Sea and she actually has got a movie coming up who knows when because of coronavirus but called False Positive which is actually a horror movie, which it doesn't really sound Interesting. like a horror movie. I don't, but still, anyways. Mm. Um, the names of horror movies are always strange. Yeah, true. Well, I mean, uh, somewhat less in, it's not really a big role, but I did, I did notice that she did play uh, Betty Page mm. in a kind of a biopic yeah. uh, movie, which is, uh, I mean, but you, you don't know Betty Page probably. Not at all. She, she was a, she, she is the, um, well, this is this is terrible. Who is who's who's the actress that slept with JFK? Um, uh, crap. I, I the blonde. Know, I know. Her, I know. Uh, I, our fans hate us. They must hate us because this is this is uh, Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. Fucking she's like she's she's, she's almost a Marilyn Monroe level. Um, she's kind of like the anti Marilyn Monroe in like the pinup world. Okay, like she's she's a big deal. Um. To, to that scene yeah, yeah these days so so it's kind of a big deal like to to a lot of people it's a big deal who plays betty page in a movie okay so and she did it um so yep and then we also have in this movie we have vincent i always mess up this dude's name Dino. i'm not even gonna try the off you know i don't know he you know this guy everyone yeah him. yeah yeah D- D- Vin- D- vincent Dion, uh the Theo. Deanna Theo. I like it. Yeah. I'm going with that. Yeah. Um, um, who, uh, if you had told me, if I had seen this movie in 1999 and somebody said he is the Patrick Stewart's um, Professor X to your uh, Kingpin, I would be like, no fucking way is that guy going to play Kingpin. <laughs> and no way is he going to fucking nail yeah. it. And no way yeah. is he going to look the part. Like, yeah. I would have just been like, that's that's no. insane. But see, me coming in, like I said, in 1999, I mean, I'm not sure if you saw the line, but I had seen him in all his other roles prior, so it's actually just really weird to see him in this movie. Because you're just like, what the fuck is he doing here? To like, me, he's the biggest actor in this movie. And he doesn't have any, the big, yeah. I mean, he has a pretty big part. But not the he, biggest he, part. But he he wasn't that big at this time. Fair this enough. Early, Fair enough. You know. Fair enough. Um, and then our last person. Well, I want to talk. I want to talk about a couple of uh, other roles that he played. Oh, I Prim- I, was, I figured because since people know who he is, most people are most people. Know well, let's but, let's just throw it out right, there okay, in case okay. people don't. Uh, so so uh, Vincent he play he plays the nerdy uh, the 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 nerd guy the tech guy. Mm-hmm. That ends up becoming a psychopathic bartender, which is a oh, real thing that happens no, in the movie. Not, not, not. I mean, only, only, 
one of them is a psycho land project because one of them was a nerd guy to fair, fair enough fair enough fair enough uh he was the cockroach guy in men in black yep um and he was uh in full metal jacket mm-hmm. um and then he was kingpin and daredevil blah, yep. blah, 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 blah. I, uh, I mean i i gotta throw this out there too because it was a big role for him that a lot of people might know him from is he played in law and order criminal intent as one of the main detectives for no yes years. yes 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 yeah. he was also the That's... psychopath in the cell Oh, yeah. That's yep, why I had the cell true. on my list. That is true. Um, yeah. And then our last. No, we've got two more. What, what do we important do? characters. Okay. Which one? Which one are you doing? I'll I do was, the other one. Uh, I, well, I was gonna, I was queuing you up to do this one because I I, because I, I was gonna have you do the State Farm guy. You you don't want to do the State Farm I mean, guy? I mean, is I that just, is that I, a little too too <laughs> typecasting for no, you? I, is that? I I queued up like the last two or last two. Three all right, all right, all right. This is how the podcast. Is. <laughs> anyway, is Dennis fun. Haysbert, yes, best known as the Allstate commercial the guy. Allstate guy. Um, he was also in Major League, and he played a minor role in a fantastic movie called Heat. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, he did. Yes, he did. Which. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I like I like him in in Major League. Yeah, yeah. Um, and both of them, he's in both of them. Um, but I tell you what, uh, as we were prepping for this podcast, I had the idea like maybe we should do some kind of like all state intro, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, and we we didn't come up with anything. But I went and watched a lot of all state commercials, mm-hmm. and that's just getting weird. Oh yeah, they it's getting meta as fuck. They've gone off the rails. Yeah, the, like I. It's don't... no longer like him talking. It's just him living his everyday yeah. life well, my favorite... and being around when a commercial with him in it comes. I on. would say one of my <laughs> not my favorite. One of the ones I thought was uh, interesting, just talking about you know him being in a movie is uh, one of the current commercials right now is him trying to be in a movie as an actor, and the other and actor other guy can't just do breaks it. out into an <laughs> And he's just like, he, like this dude just can't live his life anymore. Oh my he god! Is the oh my god! Ah, oh, yeah, uh, that's crazy. But we also have. Uh, I'm gonna mess up this name. I think um, um, Aram Mueller Stahl. Yeah. <laughs> Did I say that right? I don't know. A R I M. Because I, he plays the the, the he he's an the, he's the, he's the older guy. I, I know he's yeah, older. Yeah, yeah, I, just, yeah. I just kind of um, he's. He, he's an important part. He's, he's, in, he's in the whole person, movie. He's one of the I'm main just characters. Saying the main characters. We yeah, have the two lead roles, and then obviously, like technically, Vincent and uh, what's it? What's the, see, what was the other guy's name? I can't remember his name. Craig. Craig. Sorry, Vincent and Craig are side characters. That the only reason I brought them up is because they're more known than the main characters. Yeah. Where this guy's another side character, but I don't. I, I have no idea who he was. I don't. I don't movie. think there's really any. But the I would say Dennis is the only side character. Okay. Everybody's every, all of the primary actors are main characters, which I think is somewhat of a fault because we spend too much time with with each of them. Mm-hmm. If we if we'd had a little more focus, this this might have been a better movie. I don't yeah. know anything about movie making, but I'm just want to bitch about it anyway. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean, he's just a character actor. You see him, you know him. Yeah. I like yeah. him. Whenever I see him, I'm like, oh, that guy, he's a good actor. Yep. He just doesn't, you know, interested in being a superstar yep. of, of any note. Uh, so, by the way, he is clearly not, a, like, I don't know what his ethnicity is. Yeah. But Gretchen is not his do- biological no, daughter. No, <laughs> like, not at all. Um, <laughs> so, quick breakdown of the movie. Um, essentially, this is, a, like I said, it's it's called a sci-fi thriller. Uh, sci-fi crime thriller um 
it's basically, as you can tell from the book name, oh, now I gotta butcher my way to this. Simulacron 3. Simulacron 3. Um, it's basically about a world where um, basically the people are living in a simulation um, and the main character is basically, here comes a big spoiler, discovers that he is actually in a, in a simulation and the simulation that he's been going into is a simulation in a simulation. And is that in a simulation? That, but anyways, <laughs> uh, that's one thing I want to bring up. But the uh, one thing is, so if that sounds slightly familiar to anything you've seen recently, it does, and I actually looked this up, it does kind of remind me of the Rick and Morty episode where Rick has a battery yes. that yeah, inside yeah. that battery, they have a battery with a big, yeah. yeah. So anyways. Um, it's also eerily similar to The Matrix. Exactly. So I want to know, did they have this movie ready before The Matrix and they wanted to like, try and like get money off that or they just have no idea they were gonna get destroyed I, by I, a vastly better my movie. Ba- <laughs> my idea is this i i mean my thought is this i got 20 bucks they were making this movie and yep. they're going around and they're doing good and then all of a sudden they start hearing about this movie the matrix and they're like what the fuck is that and they start hearing about what it is and they're like shh fuck like, yeah. like i just feel like they were just, they had no idea they were making it and then all of a sudden they found out about the matrix and it was too late to like what you gonna do you yeah know? so i mean i haven't read the book but if the book's got any of these theme in it i'll guarantee you that the guys who wrote the matrix probably read that fucking book uh, the book so i didn't read the book but i looked it up and read some of the plot summary the book is almost the exact same as the movie it it does vary um, one thing that it doesn't have, and I think this will make the movie better, is it doesn't have a forced love story. <laughs> um, like, even as all this, it has not... So they had it to Hollywood Some of the same characters and stuff, like the main dude is named Douglas Wood... Uh, Walt, what, uh, I'll Douglas bet you what happened is somebody was shopping around the Matrix, and someone was like, hey, hey, dude, this sounds exactly like that movie you did in Germany back in the day. You want to you wanna remake it real quick and see if we can't, you know, tag on a couple of bucks from the Matrix movie when this comes out? And like, yeah, yeah. you know, because there's always, there always seems to be this weird thing in Hollywood where, like, you'll get two tornado movies yeah, or two 2012-related yeah. movies mm-hmm. or two movies about people trying to take down the White House. Like, yeah. they just come out at the same time, you know, with similar budgets. I mean, obviously, this didn't have a Matrix budget. No, it didn't. And I think if it did, it could have really done something. Mm-hmm. Um, they definitely could have hired some better writers. And some better actors. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, right. So so here, here let's, let's talk about the acting for a minute. Okay. The, the acting is bad. Yes. And I think the reason, I think this movie was rushed because mm-hmm. they had a small budget. Yeah. Yep, yep. Right. I don't think they probably didn't get to do as many takes. And these are not, these are good character actors. They're yeah. not your A-list actors. But. And they had to play two roles each. Yeah. Well, some of them did. Not all of them. Which one? Didn't get to, didn't have to play two. Oh, Hayes, I guess. Yeah, if I say uh, Allstate guy didn't have to play two roles. Fair um, enough. But he's kind of the side character. Yeah. He's the MacGuffin. He's the, that saves the day out yeah. of nowhere. Like, yeah. he's just around. And he shouldn't um, be, which we'll get into. So, yeah, no, I, I actually wrote down, like, there's just so many weird lines or weirdly delivered lines. Um, like, uh, when they're talking about when the guy dies and he's, like, carved him up like a Christmas ham. And I'm like... <laughs> detective fucking says that and stuff um there's also just like um when he's the detective and i don't think it's him because i think he's a fine actor even though he's you know doesn't do much acting he's mostly does commercials but still 
I don't think it's him, but it's the detective and um, Whitney slash, uh, which is, I can't remember what his name is inside the system is, but have Fuller? Some, Fuller? No, 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 no. Whitney oh. is the nerd. And then oh, Ashton. The, Ashton. Whitney slash Ashton, and then also the, the detective both have, McBain, which I, we'll talk about that. But anyways, um, both have just some of the most awkwardly delivered lines. Just awkward lines that I'm just like, I don't know why you said it like that or why that line was written like that, but... Um, well, you don't even need the Whitney Ashton character. Yeah, no. I mean, like, he doesn't need to be a prominent... He doesn't need to be a part. You need the Ashton part. Like, that. Like all you need, you, you, need, you need, need a tech guy... That's there. That's running the sh- running the mm-hmm, show. Mm-hmm. I don't know why there's only one tech guy and not like a hundred yeah. in this multi billion dollar corporation running this extremely sensitive, you know, like high tech program. But what whatever, does, but you know, one dude's like good. no, you've got him and he's a side character, you know, supporting character that's just like jacking him in and out. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, he's got a duplicate in the thing, and he yep. just hands him the fucking letter. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I mean, I guess you could have a scene where it's like, oh, yeah, I read the letter and then I drove out here. Or like maybe yeah. he finds him. See, this is like we've talked about like maybe doing a rewrite yeah, of the script. Yeah. It's like he like when when um, the main character goes in, I think like he should go and be like, oh, yeah, he was he I, I saw him give a letter to, to Ashton, but we haven't seen Ashton in a couple of days. He tracks him down to his apartment and he's just killed himself. Yeah. Or losing his mind. You know? Yeah. Like, and then. Yeah, yeah, and then we get the letter and you find out why. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the the writing and the like I said, the acting, like I said, it's probably because uh, yeah, it probably was rest. It probably was. I mean, honestly, I bet you once again, it's probably the Matrix snuck up on them and then they're just like, we got to get this out as fast yeah. as possible. Yeah, started getting this. Well, crimes. then you better put it out before the Matrix, they not because <laughs> this was several trying. months they after were, the fact. Oh, that was only two months, I thought. It, well, that's several. Too. Yeah, I know. But that's what I'm saying is they probably were tr- shooting for trying to get before the movie. Yeah, just couldn't yeah. make it. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. The movie, the movie's writing is is flawed. Um, so you want to get into the movie a little bit? Yeah, let's do let's, it. Let's, let's do in. it. Um, we're, so, talk, we're talking about our gripes here. Uh, well, I want to actually, and it's not much. I want to actually go over what is a positive first. Oh, an amazing mystery. Yeah, I would say they set up the mystery at the beginning very well. Um, with the you start out and because it's we're in we only see one of them for a little bit, but still, there's three time periods in this movie. There's That's four years from now. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, you're. Yeah. Gonna, did you see what that world looked like? Yeah, I, was, like we're still gonna. It's too, not gonna change it didn't that. Look, it didn't look Even too in 1999, bad. it was ridiculous yeah. to think that in yeah. 2024 oh, yeah. things were gonna look like of that. Of course. Like you've got to put your shit way in the fucking future. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that's a common mistake. So you know what do you? Gonna yeah, do? I mean, there's plenty of movies that effed up. <laughs> you know, so, some movies are like by tw- 2000 we're gonna have. <laughs> Hoverboards, and I mean, I guess we did get hoverboards. I, I like listening we to uh, the Film Sack podcast. If okay. anybody's ever listened to that, it's a fantastic podcast. Way bigger than we're ever going to be. Um, and uh, they we're, they have it. They get grows. We're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> um, Scott Johnson and his three thousand podcasts that he does, and YouTube channels, and Twitch streaming. Like he's a mad 
man. Um, and he does he sells art and like he's a, he's a crazy person. Anyway, all all good podcasts that he does. Um, they they have a good theory is like you should always make the date of your futuristic movie twenty five years after you think you're gonna die. Yeah. So that way you're long gone and mm-hmm. no one can be like, oh, well, he had no idea it was going to be like that. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, because the fucker was dead. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I can understand that, like, the guy who originally wrote the book in 19, you know, 64 was like, oh, yeah, 2024, 2024. is going to be crazy. But yeah, like in 1964, remake, we were about to go to space. Movie. Shit was getting yeah. real. Like he probably I mean, he was what was he? He was born in 1920. He probably like. It probably was a decade before he saw his first car. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he lives through going through, like, we've got a horse and buggy to we're Automobile, putting a man on the fucking moon. Or, like, you know, freaking, I mean, I guess yeah. that happened in 69, so he didn't get to see it. But he was in the he saw the space race happening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you go out, why the space race? Yeah, you don't think there's going to be some pretty anyway, amazing shit in the future. So, to me, this movie takes place in 2024, the entire movie. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> technically it does, <laughs> but what you experience, I can't, I just, anyway, yeah. moving on, no, continue, what, no, what's there to continue after that, you just shut down the whole thing, <laughs> um, so anyways, the movie takes place in 1937, 1999, and 2024, yes. um, and like I said, the movie starts in, actually, with uh, starting with one of the characters in the simulation in 1937, we don't know this yet, um, and kind of just sets up a strange pattern of events where the characters actually very weird, but you don't know why. Um, and that pattern continues after he exits, and we kind of get the idea that oh, he's in a simulation, but he's still acting weird um, until he's murdered by a random individual. Yeah, um, and, and that's really, when the second really, mystery comes in. Yeah, and it really does kind of set things up where you're like, oh, this is this is intriguing. You're you're it, yeah. that, it, it has a good pull you into this movie like you're not going to be it's not one of those movies where you got to wait for a build-up or you're going to be sitting there like man when does this really start to get going there's plenty of movies that do that that are also fine but this movie like from the get-go you're you're invested you're you're pretty yeah. much invested from the first two minutes but it's like yeah um, I, I like every time i watch it you know I, I i find like okay which which mystery am i invested in mm-hmm. right because it's like that's that the fuller mystery at the beginning is like, okay, he found something and then he was murdered. Yeah. That's almost the secondary. I mean, it's the, it ends up being the main mystery, you know, the most, the most like shattering one. Yeah. But, um, you know, at the beginning, it's kind of like who murdered him mm-hmm. is the mystery. And it's yeah. like, did I murder him and not yeah. know it? Why am I the suspect? Like, that's the mystery. And then this random daughter shows up and mm-hmm. she's a mystery. And you're like, yeah. okay, okay, what's the daughter have to do with it? Did she kill him? Did she kill you know, him? did really like his, his daughter? Like, yeah, like, like, yeah. or did he kill him? Like, what, like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And then, like, blindsided, you're like, nope, the mystery is way the fuck bigger than that. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, yeah, fantastic. I love the way they do it. Uh, more positives about this movie wonderfully shot mm-hmm. beautiful movie yeah like yeah. Uh, the, the 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 sets that they use the aesthetic in in both you know in in all three honestly mm-hmm. um absolutely fantastic well colored yeah. um i actually think it is a funny there's like one kind of joke in the movie that's very muted 
and that he gets after he gets out of the machine for the first time he's like we really need to work on the colors yeah, yeah. because they were clearly like did weird stuck coloring to the film to make it look old timey mm-hmm. you know and he just kind of poked fun at that which i think yeah. was uh was a little i got a little chuckle out of it yep yep um the one joke in the whole movie <laughs> one joke yep um so yeah, basically the movies, uh, as we were talking about with the mystery, the mystery starts out when um, Fuller, what's his name? I can't remember what his first name is. I just have Fuller down here. That's fine. Um, yeah, when Fuller is <laughs> That's murdered. That's all we need. We yeah. don't need to remember the names of these characters. When Fuller is mar- murdered, um, and we lead into basically trying to figure out who killed him, uh, his partner or co-worker or employee, uh, Douglas Woods is prime suspect number one um and basically is using the simulation to unravel the mystery of his murder and then eventually the larger murder um one of the things i have down here as a bad thing not a bad thing just like come on is we're introduced to uh dennis habert's character detective mcbain <laughs> and i'm just like can you McBain! write a Mc- I was like, not just that, yes, there's a Simpsons, but also like, can you think of a more generic, hey, yeah, I'm making a yeah. cop, uh, McBain. I'm just like, did you did you not even try with that character? All their names are bad. Yes. It's like Fuller, Ashton, mm-hmm. McBain. Like, it's just Whitney. like, uh. Um, but yeah, so, the movie's mystery is seen through the eyes of uh, Douglas Woods and his... Uh, 1937 counterpart, which is, I can't remember, John something. Um, I can't remember. Like, so we don't need to do it. Maybe, no, the name's John are Ferguson. There it is. Yeah, Ferguson. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so we get to see it through the, both their eyes. Poor we also, Ferguson. like we were saying with, Ma- yeah, I, dude, I haven't read it. We all Ferguson see- looks like he has a nice life. Ferguson looks like his life was nice, but it's definitely going to be really fucked up after this. No, it's a, well, it's he's it. No, he's not dead. Well, he was in the trunk. Okay, yeah, I guess he, he got alive. saved by the cop. Yeah, he got saved by the cop. Gotcha. And that's where also, even if we're talking about poor Ferguson, the other one is poor Whitney. Yeah. He's a nerd, mind his own business, Jackson for the first time, and dies. <laughs> I'm just like, great. I also have poor Natasha, which is the girl yeah. that freaking, uh, we actually don't know what her true name is, uh, the one chick and Fuller. No, didn't they? Didn't they say on the radio when he calls it? Because there's like a no, no, no. But I'm saying the chick, who, the chick who's in 2024. He's oh, you're right. Her. We don't know. We her don't name. know what we their, don't know her, her, her real name. name is. But anyways, uh, Natasha's life is basically. I mean, like it's just fucked. Um, I mean, but that, but that's a that's a core problem with this whole yeah. concept. It's like you know what? It's a really bad idea to just jack into these people mm-hmm. like midstream. Yeah. Like, like when he, like he's in Fuller the car was, or dancing. I mean, they, or... they said like uh, he would wake up sometimes but it felt like Fuller kind of had it down. Like he would to bed before he jacked out. So yeah. I could just be like, oh, I was dreaming and stuff. And so that was good. But yeah, they, they don't, they have, I, they seem to be able to know when to jack in because in a couple different instances, like when um, Ann Fuller, but I'll call her, jacks back into Natasha after uh, the main character finds out, like, oh, she's not, she's not who she says she is, and she jumps, jacks back in right after that to call him and be like, I can explain, but it's already too late. But anyways, well, um, I mean, and also when the that husband means... jacks into Douglas, uh, David jacks into Douglas right after they have sex, and he's like, ah, I should have gotten a little sooner, but it's like it's, he seemed to know what was going on, and yeah. so. They seem to be able to look and see what's going on, and yet they still pick terrible times to jump in. <laughs> well, not only that, but you would be able to see what was going on, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, 
you would know when a good time to jack in was. You would also, like, they would be like, what was he doing in there? I'm like, this tech guy would know. Yeah. He would be like yeah. Cypher from the Matrix. He exactly. would just be fucking watching on the screen. Like, what's what's the dude doing in there? Oh, he's he's having sex with, you know, girl, with, yeah. with young ladies. Exactly. He has no idea what Fuller's doing in the scene until yeah. yeah. freaking Douglas this is the worst. Up. This is the worst test ever. Yeah. He's going in to test the machine, and mm-hmm. they're not taking it. Like, they wouldn't need to go in there to find well, the fucking think, letter. No, no, they would no, just look in the Fuller, goddamn logs. I don't think Fuller was testing it because it sounds like he was just using it for his own yeah 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 but still whitney should still be able to look in there and but see that's what, what whitney thought he was doing yeah was testing the machine True. um but no yeah you would be able to look in the logs and look in the code and see what was on the letter that he wrote yeah like it's so it's it makes no sense uh, uh, the simulation i mean this is this is still a time when we thought computers were magic yeah you know True. um the simulation uh that this 1937 world is uh in is from a company that's basically making uh they're trying to make like the next you know new video game where you yeah. jack in um to stuff um and so detective mcbain in trying to crack the case there's just a couple things that get me as one is uh jane fuller who is actually natasha i feel like her character would fall apart and like and it does eventually they do crack it at no she's not who she said it is but it would fall apart almost instantly because like unlike like uh David who's jacking into Douglas to murder people mm-hmm. he's not being a different person a totally different person he's just jacking in killing some people and then giving Douglas back his life yeah same with when um Fuller goes down to be the one dude he's not I mean he is living a different identity but it's like at a different time where Natasha or freaking and Fuller is literally taking over Natasha's life and establishing her as a totally different character. And I'm like, with no backstory, with no history, it takes like yeah. two seconds to find this. No social security number. This is 1999, so it's not like it's back. If it was he didn't have no Google. Like... I'm about say, but still, if it was 1937, I'm like, yeah, you might be able to get away with this. But 1999, we still had databases and freaking <laughs> shit we kept track. So I'm like, it would not take long to be like, wait a sec. He doesn't have a daughter. There's no there's no track record of this woman. She has never existed. And yeah. the fact that it takes that long in the movie before the like No, the daughter the daughter the daughter aspect was a wrong choice. It mm-hmm. should have been like a mistress or something. Yeah. Because it played so it would have played much better because we know that he had been jacking into the system mm-hmm. to to go have sex with young ladies. Yeah. Which she looks exactly like the kind of young ladies that yep. he was going to have sex with. So for him to have like a mistress on the outside that looked like that, and he's a billionaire by the way, mm-hmm. like oh, yeah, you see his apartment, you see freaking Douglas's apartment, who's yeah. just one of his employees. Yeah. Douglas is living like fucking a god, yeah, right which is which is why I don't understand like the whole like so 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 the detective shows up, cops, lawyers, immediately. Yeah, this guy's a billionaire. He's got a team. He's got a lawyer next to him all the time. Yep, yep, like. He's like, nope, nope, he's not talking to you. You're not coming in this building. Yeah. You're definitely not going in our super secret that server room. What I was about to say is the detective literally just wanders around the building. And, like, when he goes down into the server room, Whitney just spills the beans on. And, like, tells him about everything. Like, yeah. this, is our, this is our super secret uh, project where we're making a simulation where you can jack into other people's lives. Like, you're just, just going to tell him everything, Whitney? Yeah, yeah. No, that's the security <laughs> for this building. 
this this multi-billion dollar corporation is atrocious. Yeah. Okay? Like, there's a scene where the front desk guy just walks away from his post and mm-hmm. comes up to the 13th floor to tell... Like, by the way, that security guard should not be able to get to that even fucking yeah. floor without a key card. Yeah. He has no reason he needs to go there. <laughs> there should be another security guard or yep. an intercom or a secretary or love- something. And, like... There's the glass. There's glass doors mm-hmm. with a security scanner. Why even have the security scanner? Yeah. You could just bash those things open to get to your fifty million dollar computer. Yep, yep. It's like, oh, it's the worst. And the thing of I course, have down is also just how freely. And like I said, in all of the nineteen thirty seven scenes, I'm like, I'll give you a pass. It was a different time. <laughs> but in all the nineteen ninety nine scenes, I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? That's how freely everyone gives information. He how he, he yeah. freely. He's like, he walks up the front of us. Where I need to get cabin over. I better yeah. I'll tell you where she's going. I he talks to different people and they just tell him. Oh yeah, no, he was down here down the street. Like he's not a detective. He's just a dude. And he walks in, be like, "I need information on this person." And people are just like, "Yeah, here you go." I'm like, "Random dude walks yeah. in and asks you about your co- roommate," and you're just like, "Yeah, I'll tell you where she works." I'm like, "No, you're a fucking creepy stalker!" <laughs> like, it's just like how freely everyone is just like, "Oh, you're you need some information? Here you go, free of charge. <laughs> Doesn't matter." I, I like how nonchalantly the uh, the uh, the security guard is just like, "Oh, I'll tell you where that." cute young lady is going that mm-hmm. you just met like mm-hmm. the- i'm just like okay <laughs> yeah that that 1999 apparently was a different time too because i get <laughs> yeah well i mean it was this is pre-9-11 yeah <laughs> i guess like, <laughs> security wasn't just wasn't as good back then yeah, uh, <laughs> um then, yeah it just it, it really upset me this I, I will say this movie that's one thing i said as I, I think everybody should watch it and everyone needs to experience that first watch through completely green you so if you're listening to this podcast yeah, if you're you that far in you well, you're screwed but. you screwed this up because you, you go in and i did it going in completely blind it's a great experience i think it's My, still uh, even if you know like the punchline i think it's still a great experience just to see the artistry of how they yeah. pulled it off because but, we can't we can't stress enough that it really is just the, just the even with the bad acting and the bad dialogue just the way that they they constructed the story so that way you don't really know what's going on, but you're still, like, captivated by it. It's just mm-hmm. a fantastic thriller mystery. Yeah. And then it just shits but on itself. What I was going to say, though, is my second time through, I just started, I saw, and I was saying this goes better, just how many either plot holes or missed elements are in this thing. Um, because, like, one of the things I have down here is, you know, Detective McBain comes and asks, you know, Douglas about, you know, where he was and all this stuff. But they have they have no 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 evidence yet. It's before they even reveal that mm-hmm. Fuller called him that night and stuff. And already both McBain and also Douglas, because he's talking to Whitney, he's like, the cops think I killed him. And he's like, and he's like, what about you? He's like, either I killed him or someone's trying to frame me. Yeah. And I feel like even Douglas was like, yeah, no, I, there's a chance I might have killed him. And I'm just like, how did you? There's no evidence. The closest thing they have to evidence is that. You were in the same city as him. Yeah. That is as close as we have gotten at this point. Yes, eventually more evidence comes up. Oh, yeah, and then also he woke up and he found two drops of blood on his sink. Like, that, 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 that. and I'm just like, that's that's all we have at this point. And you're already like, I might have killed my boss. I'm like, where? Yeah. Where? Where did you get this information from? Um. Also, once he first jumps in, he goes and finds um. the uh, Fuller's 1937 avatar. Yeah, and doesn't get any information from him because he doesn't know anything at the time. And then right after that, he goes to talk to the gr- gr- last girl that Fuller was with, but no one ever gives him that information of 
him being with that girl. He just was like, I gotta go see Bridget. Yeah. Like, How did you figure out who the fuck Bridget was? Like, well, maybe uh, they checked the fucking logs. Yeah, maybe this time they checked the logs one uh. time. Uh, another one is when uh, Whitney jumps in and uh, Aston gets out, and then Whitney dies, so Aston stays out. Is uh, suddenly Aston slash Whitney has a gun in the future. He yeah, had a gun in where the did past. he get the gun? Where did he, where get, did the he get the gun, gun in the future? Yeah. Like, there's so many things that just are just like, yeah. um, I got some, I got some questions. But another actually thing I put down here, I forgot to bring this up, um, that is really good about this movie is the fact, and they said this early, because, I mean, it does it adds to the mystery, it doesn't add to the mystery, but it does make things make more sense, is the fact that when they're swapping with their avatars, like, it's known. They're swapping consciousness. Like, the avatar is in their body while they're down in the simulation. They're just yeah. basically paralyzed. And I thought that made it interesting, because it was like, okay, that, I mean, that also sets up some of the stuff that makes it... So, so yeah, yeah. So you don't test this device on, like, a fucking dog yeah. or a chimpanzee and yeah. be like, hey, what happens if we kill them while they're in the system? <laughs> this is a glaring flaw yeah. in the system, which, by the way, is also in the 2024 system as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. And it's like, nobody's going to figure out that, like, I, I mean, that's the first thing... I, I'm I'm gonna do when I get in the something like that is be like I want to feel like what what it's gonna feel like to get shot in the head yeah like I want to know what that feels like oh I just like died and I swap consciousness with this other yeah, person yeah. like that's that's a that's a problem that's yeah. a problem <laughs> another thing I have down here that's an issue of like th this this whole movie shouldn't even exist because basically yeah. the 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 issue that starts everything is that the person in the simulation discovers he's in a simulation. And they need, and so they stop it and stuff, and so they kill him. But the thing that is is like, oh, once again, either from being inside the simulation, which we know that David, who is also Douglas, has been killing people, just that's mm -hmm. what he's been doing, or like we said, someone should be able to read the logs and stuff from outside. They one thing that uh, Douglas says when they're talking about is when, uh, yeah, when Anne says he's going to shut down the company, he's like. We've been at this for six years. I'm like, okay, so you had six years of watching your simulation yeah. build a simulation of their own, yeah. knowing that no, they will probably just turn make your the simulation. fucking thing yeah, off. I was like, why the hell did you let your simulation complete their simulation? No, yeah, which lead yeah. them to realize yeah. we're no. in a fucking simulation. Delete like, the fucking characters. Delete yep. the company. Delete exactly. the just, just turn it off. You think like, <laughs> like. Like what is the what is the company that built it in twenty twenty four doing? Like they don't yeah. have a safeguard that's like I mean because there had to have to be like a specific like code string or something that would be recognizable like patterns or something. It'd be like if we see these patterns, that means they're developing a thing inside there, yeah. and we need to we just error code re reboot they, they, re 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 image. Yeah, you know, they like, made it clear that they have multiple simulations, and this is the first simulation that's ever done it. And so my thought is this is like, okay, so it's not even like you're like, oh, this is groundbreaking technology. And if we shut it off, we may never be able to build this. It's like, no, you would have got 27 other ones that are doing just fine. Turn it off. Just yeah, flip a yeah, switch. Yeah. This one's going rogue. Off. Yeah. Done. Movie over. No yeah. mystery. No, no or are you like, you're like, you're like, hey, <laughs> hey, science guys. We've got our thing is turning in. You want to buy it and science the fuck out of it? Because that's a fucking breakthrough in technology yep. that your simulation is creating a simulation. <laughs> it's like, ah, ah, ah. That's just a weird, anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But and, it had to happen that way. Yeah. So, uh, also, I forgot when I was going over plot holes. Is we never, and it, I mean, you can kind of guess who did it, but you never find out who killed Tom Jones. 
which was the guy who was trying to frame him or trying to get cast from Douglas for him killing Mueller. Mueller. Remember the bartender? No, we didn't. The yeah. bartender was such a weird... Such a weird character. Really I mean, the only... His, it's he, not a major thing. He was necessary. That's the problem with all these bad elements is they're completely fucking necessary except for the... I mean, even the yeah. love affair is necessary because yeah. of the way they took it, so they just sort of taken it a different way yeah um I hate that love story like there's just I, I don't know how to fix it and i really want to fix it we're, we're, but like the bartender you gotta have the shot. bartender because then that he's the one that tells him yeah you were there and you killed the guy mm-hmm. and that's when he starts to have to go oh shit did i kill the guy i killed the guy well, like oh my god that's, like, no, that's the problem real. is he starts thinking i might have killed my boss before the bartender the bartender yeah, just yeah asserts it for him that's what i noticed like if he would have started having doubts on himself after the bartender i would be like okay that makes yeah, sense yeah yeah the fact that literally i think we're like maybe 15 to 20 minutes in and we've just established that the guy's dead and he's like i might have killed my boss I'm like where are you getting this information yeah. from <laughs> um but yeah i like so, so i like the uh the 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 daughter Yep. Goes and sees a lawyer. Unnecessary scene, by the way. Yeah. But he's like, he's like, I think we've got a really strong case here. Mm-hmm. I really, I'm like, Random no, you have the weakest case. Yeah. You don't look like him. You're not the same ethnicity. There's no good DNA evidence. They ain't yeah. gonna prove shit. There's no history that he There's ever no had a daughter. Like, like this yeah. is, you have no case at all. You're case. not taking over a multi-billion like, dollar company that has five thousand lawyers. Yeah. This, I'm like, like, this lawyer is the worst lawyer. <laughs> He just he's like he's like you got money you got money by the way where is she getting fucking money so, her well, character is, this. is just working yeah, at a fucking but grocery store. My thought store. is this is because they also like even uh, Fuller's character that he goes in 1937 mm-hmm. says very when they go to the club he's like I don't have money to go here but he does like everyone knows him. So my thought is this it's kind of like matrixing that shit exactly in. they're hacking in money for their character. Gotcha. Um, still though it doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, so anyways as I was saying uh, or as I said earlier this movie ends. At one hour and seven minutes. What and what is the moment that it ends? So the moment that I have it ending is basically is um is when he goes to the store um to meet Natasha. Like he's already they've already established that they're a the simulations have a consciousness and their own lives, and when you're not in your simulation in 1937, they're a different person. So when he goes to the store to meet Natasha, who is Anne's uh Anna's avatar or whatever it from the 1997 1999 mm-hmm. avatar mm-hmm. and he realizes he talks to her and he establishes like you are not you're not her yeah you're you're, you're definitely and that's when he's like i'm in a fucking simulation movie's done like yeah like, yeah like because after that not that you, there shouldn't be some sort of wrap-up but the problem is one is you don't need 33 more minutes and also two is you need to get that wrap-up to be like more groundbreaking but instead they have them drive out to prove what we already know that he's in a simulation. Mm-hmm. We have the love story forced. E- like they hint at it in the beginning, but this is when they force it on us. And they have the terrible lines like, "I fell in love with you before I even came in." And I was like, "You fell in love with lines of code? Is is that what we're saying?" Um, so I, I mean, I th- I think what they should have done. One 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 of the possible things I've thought of is you you have him like just try like realize that she's in on the mystery yeah right that the the, that the daughter character's in on the mystery and him trying to get her and then you you take out the the other the other one from the 2024 guy Mm -hmm. right and something happens he's chasing her you know or something and then the detective kills him and 
then she like reverts out. She she gets out of the program. Yeah. And then you have for whatever like maybe the letters around or something and her grocery store version of it wakes up and sees the letter and then she drives out and finds the mystery and movie. Yeah. Just like maybe, gets shut off yeah. or something like that. I don't know. There's a lot of ways you can there, go. With yeah. That. Um I also like one thing I put that out is why like so once Douglas knows and then she comes back into the simulation to explain everything even though here he knows and stuff and then confesses her love for him. They cut away and then they cut back from the next scene and they're in bed just having sex. Yeah, and nobody's like, got time for this. Yeah, I'm just like, why are you having sex? Why? No. Like, what is, you know that her husband is a psychopathic murderer who could at any moment jump to your body. You could be having sex and he could jump yeah, in your body yeah, right now. Yeah. And, and you know he's going to be coming. Like, that's the thing is, and you're like, and then also like, you got so many things. To, like, one is you're still a one at murder or suspect mm-hmm, for murder. Mm-hmm. You got to shut down the, the, the 1937 simulation or figure out what to do with that. You got to like, there's so much stuff you need to be doing. Besides having sex yeah, right yeah. now. Then, then like, again, he's also like, nothing matters anymore. I guess true, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's just like, you know what? Fuck it. World doesn't matter. Um, and then also, and I think we both talked look, about Look, look, okay. Yeah. Are, are, uh, go ahead. Go uh, ahead. We both talked about the movie. Is you, you wake up in 2024. You walk out. You see the world. The first thing I'm fucking doing. Yeah. Is going as far as I can go. Yeah. And there's still a part of me that's worried, like, what if this simulation goes out into outer space? Yeah, but yeah. But still, the first thing I'm going because I'm like, how is they just like, yeah, we're in the real world now. How do you know? How? No, I'll do you one better. I'll do you one better. The second that I create a motherfucking simulated world, yeah. and I see that there are boundaries, I'm testing the boundaries yeah, in my own exactly, world. Exactly. Because that's like, the first fucking thing how, I'm doing. I, I'm just like, how do you know? How do you know you're not in a simulation? Yeah. You, you, what? What? what yeah, yeah. I don't. So did he just? Does he just have implanted memories from taking the trip to wherever he did? Because he he flew somewhere to like well, New York. Well, here's or my question: Is obviously this 1937 simulation was um what is it was as big as basically like one city? Yeah, just enough to see over the horizon. Yeah. I feel like I don't think that he has implanted memories. I think the 1999 simulation was probably like multiple hubs. So you have a new uh, fair enough. So fair when enough. you're flying, that's you loading into the next destination. Uh, gotcha. Um and then but that's where that's why I'm saying, like, if each simu- layer of the simulation is bigger, how do you not know that the two twenty twenty four yep, simulation yep, isn't yep. the whole world? <laughs> and yeah. then you know, so, so it's just like where, where do you draw the line? When do you know when do you know you've reached the boundary and you've proven that you're not an issue? Would you want to know though? I know that's see, that's a rough one. That's but, a that's rough one. So, so there's so, like there's a there's a scientist have, guy who's building a machine that's supposed to um, confirm whether or not we're either living in a simulation or a hologram or something like mm-hmm. that. But he said, like, there's a good chance that if we are and we prove it, it's going to destroy all of reality. Yeah, and I'm like, because they'll turn we off don't the have system. to know that bad, man. Yeah. Like, but if you don't stop it, building your doomsday device. <laughs> but that's what I was going to say is uh, it's just like we were saying. It's like, yeah, because once we find out, they turn off the system. Like, this one's going yeah. rogue. You turn yeah. it off. Yeah, uh, yeah. What was I going to say? Fatal like, error occurred. We do see in this movie three different reactions to finding out you're in a simulation. Because you have Aston, who basically yeah. just freaks out and is crazy. We have, um, what is it? Douglas, who basically, like you said, he him having sex might have been him being like, what's it matter? Well, he's just matters. staring out the window. Yeah. Just like, just completely like, like blasted. Just, you know. And then you have McBain, because he knows at the end. And he's just like, you know what? I want to go back to ignorance. Leave us alone. We're going to continue living down here. Well, you have a fourth one. You also have you also have the the first guy 
who writes the letter. Oh, yeah. And he's yeah. just like, he's like, this changes everything. He's mm-hmm. like, this is the scientific breakthrough yep, of, of true, the true. century. Like, him. this is a, you know, it's fine. We just yeah. found out we're in the fucking Matrix. <laughs> so the last thing I have here, and it's that one thing that, uh, that is not just this movie, but I just hate in movies where they think, you don't think it's going to fall apart quickly, is movies where they just think someone who is a totally different person can just become somebody else. Because at the end of this movie, Douglas... Oh, yeah. ...is brought up yeah. into David's body, who was the actual dude in 2024, if that's the real world. And they're just like... And they lived happily ever after. I'm like, bullshit. Yeah, Douglas yeah. knows nothing about 2024. There are problems. He knows none of <laughs> D- David's backstory. He's going to have interactions with people who are like, Hey, what's up, David? Remember blah, blah, Like It's just like, he has no frame of reference. You can't just step into somebody else's body and be like, and we're set. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, there are problems. There are problems. He's going to act differently to family members and, like, at work. Like, he has a job. Yeah, he has a job. That requires skills of some sort, I'm sure. Yeah. Does he have these skills? (laughs) What What if he's a fucking boat captain or something? Yeah. What if his next day is like, hey, uh, you're uh, ready for your uh, airplane? You're you're flying the airplane over to, you know, Nebraska. Yeah. Like, do you know how to fly? Are you a pilot? Do you have these skills? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so much that I just Uh, hate... Well, they just kind of bit paper over because another one I we we talked about we were talking about time loop movies, crap. Now I can't remember what it's called, but it's one where basically this dude the same train accident keeps happening and this guy keeps going back. Source code. Source code. Yeah, and in that movie, the guy just assumes the life of the guys yeah. he's been using, and I'm just like, no, that is never no, going to no. work. You don't. Well, know I, another about another that, man. another good one is uh, Marty McFly. Yeah. Like yeah. that's like he's when the, he comes back to from the past. Yeah, it's a completely it's a different, totally like, a completely different life that he's going to have to live. That's like, the thing is, he's not even assuming a different, per- he's just assuming a different version of himself, but even that's not going to fucking work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they do it best in Rick and Morty. He's like, you know, when they, one of my favorite episodes where they, they have the Cronenberg universe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, such a, such an amazing song. Um, while they're burying their corpses, mm-hmm. and he's, he's like, he's like, that scene. I, he just got to a... inject, and he's like, look, this is as close as it's gonna get. Yep. You just gotta go with the flow, man. Yep. Like, <laughs> I, I must say, that's one of those scenes in Rick and Morty. I'm just like, yeah, Rick and Morty's Rick and Morty's always all fun and games, but there's some seriously dark shit that also happens. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. <laughs> oh, such a, uh, such a good show. Yeah. Um, which when when is that coming? That's coming up pretty soon, no, right? We'll we get don't some have more. Any. Nothing. No <sighs> inclination of when Rick and Morty comes back. Um, by the way, if you haven't guessed, we are done with the 13th floor. Yeah, we got nothing else to talk about. Uh, What's some other stuff you've been watching, Donnell? Um, so, uh, because we were talking about talking about things, um, and I'm not sure if we want to go into, like, actual stuff we're looking forward to. So, one thing I want to talk about, because I've talked about it before, um, or not on this podcast, but I've talked about it before, is I watched an episode, and every time I watch an episode of this show, I, I watch the episode, I go, why did I watch that? And I also go, why does this show exist? And that is the show, have you heard of it, Robert, called Naked and Afraid? No. Wait, yeah, yeah, no, you've talked to it. This is where they're in the, the wilderness? It's close. Okay. So the show we've talked about is called Alone. And that, oh, okay. that's a show that I enjoy. So- I have heard of the show Naked and Afraid only in name only. I have no idea what it's about. Or anything. So the show is literally, they take two random people who do not know each other, sometimes having some survival skills, sometimes not. They strip them naked and drop them off in the middle of bumfuck nowhere and be like, survive for 21 days. 
And what that the fuck? is the whole show. And Are they, is it like a man and a woman? It's always a man and a woman because do they know each other? No, you until like the, the, you don't even go to the place together. You're on two different like planes or boats. They drop you off like your partners that way, <laughs> and you gotta find this other person who is naked the first time. Hands you meet down, there are gonna be lawsuits. It's been on the air for because two seasons. W- oh, my God. oh my god! It's only a matter of time before one of those dudes does something to one of those ladies. Well, here's the thing: is like... so unlike Alone, and that's one thing you realize while watching it. Um, alone, like I said, they have to film themselves. Gotcha. There's a alone. camera crew following. That them. thing is, they try one of that's it. So that's one of the reasons why it doesn't make sense is they try to drum up this like, oh my gosh, they're naked and they're alone in the woods and like they're in so much danger. But you get all these different camera shots. Sometimes like they'll be talking, yeah. the camera will zoom in. And I'm like, no, there is a camera crew literally right there the whole time. Yeah. So there you is know, you would think zero that, danger. You would think that, but there was there was like one uh one of the big brother shows, like I think the Brazilian version where one of the girls got raped. True. Yeah. Like there's cameras everywhere. Yeah. There's yeah. people watching so, all the yeah, time. Yeah, I wanted yeah, that it's could like, very much happen. <laughs> but that this is like my thing is like I, I, uh, I, 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 I'm not sure if I'm about this, but like, I don't, I, I was, I don't like, uh, I don't like insects and bugs. I hate all those things. So dropping me naked. You're outside, on the wrong planet. But I'm just like dri- <laughs> dropping me naked outside. Yeah. Is one of my worst nightmares. Yeah. And also I'm just like, what is, also this is not a competition. Like alone, that's a competition. You win something. Naked and afraid, you go, you survive 21 days, everyone high fives, you go home. They're getting paid, though. I mean, you're getting paid something, which yeah. is not like you're winning a bunch of money and stuff. Um, and and it's, it's, how, it's, how much, Donnell? How much would I need? Yeah. A million dollars. 21 days, naked and alone. Which, by the way, you're not alone, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's not. It's called Naked and Afraid. Oh, Naked, naked and Afraid. Alone. Okay, fine. And fine, I fine. would be very much afraid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 20, um, 20, 20, a million dollars. A million dollars. I mean, I, looking at it, it's like, I would do well with a million dollars if I had it, but... It's 21 days of agony for a million dollars. I mean, they're eating all sorts of shit, and they're just... Na- if I, I, I if I told you I'll feed, I'm going to give you nothing but bugs to eat for 21 days and you get a million dollars, you're going to take the million dollars, Donnell. I don't know, man. It depends. It's a million dollars. It depends on what bugs, because there's some bugs, there's no way in hell, doesn't matter how much, like <laughs> ants, I'll eat some ants stuff. But if you're like, here's a cockroach and a slug, fuck that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Can't do it. Oh my god. I had no, no, no. But yeah, so I watched I watched I I've watched a total of like six episodes, but never all at once. It's always been like I'm bored and it pops up in my queue and I'm like, fine. And after I watched it, I'm always like, what is what what is the appeal of this show? What is what why are people signing up for it and why are people watching it? I Ten don't seasons. I don't understand. Ten I don't season. Man, I don't understand the appeal of any of of those shows like with with, with survival like one of the things that i was into survival shows and survivalists are there's always the people who talk and they're always like yeah it's just great to uh just great to get back to like our nature and stuff we've gotten so disconnected and i'm like yeah i gotta disagree with you not just because i don't like but my thing is like there's a reason we have grown civilizations yeah, all this yeah. stuff. like there were like there were people back in time who had to literally live naked and afraid mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they moved away from that. They were like, I don't like this being yeah, a, with yeah. no, no, you know, what, you know what they also weren't? Yeah. They weren't alone. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, if you drop me down with, like, a couple of dozen other people, like, we can teamwork the shit out of this. Yeah, yeah. You know, and build build a, build a, build a hut mm-hmm. and clothing mm-hmm. and divvy up work. Like, just being alone in the woods naked, I'm dead. Yeah. I'm yeah. dead. Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> but I was going to say, in case you want to see a team effort, they did have, I think it was season eight, because I was scrolling through, I saw there was 10 seasons. I think season eight, they had their all-stars, where they brought back a bunch of people who had done it before, and it was 20 of them, all naked, living together for 40 days. How'd they do? I didn't watch it. Oh. <laughs> I just saw it, and I was just like, cool, I'm leaving. <laughs> I don't watch this show, Robert. Yeah, TV is weird. TV uh, is weird. But yeah, so that's something I watched. I don't know um, I, I binged uh, the new Netflix show Teenage Bounty Hunters. Ah, I remember you talking about Which is not going to be for everyone. <laughs> it is almost a guilty pleasure. This show was not made for a seven, 37-year-old man. You sure? It is not, this is not made for a 37-year-old <laughs> man. But sometimes I get into these sort of things. You know, I like Supernatural with a show that is not made for... For, for men, it is made for, for women. So is Outlander, which is another show that mm-hmm. I like. Um, but it's it's funny. Um, it's it's well, it's it's okay done. Uh, it, it's just an odd show. It's hyper-Christian, which is odd. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're Christian bounty hunters. But it, it's funny, and it's fun, and, and people should check it out. I See, I remember, because uh, it's on Netflix, in mm-hmm. case you do want to check it out, Um and I remember it actually was one of the things that popped up, and I'm like, you might be interested in this. And I like read the synopsis, and it was like, uh, teenage bounty hunters, uh, or something or other. And I, I didn't see, but so then I clicked on it, and the trailer started up, and I started watching the trailer, and I was just like, no, 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 no. no. I want you to give it. A, I want you to give I, it a I, shot and come I, back to I've us heard, next week. I've heard and your, tell me what, I, watch I, the I will, first episode. I'll give it a shot and see what I think. Um, it's just got a lot of really good quippy comedy in okay, it. Okay. Like like a good a lot of good like snipping back and forth. Mm-hmm. So there's these two teenage girls um that are that are uh twins yep. and yep. um they they end up like some guy like a- attacks them but they're like white republican christian girls so they've got shotguns <laughs> on them you know like they're driving a pickup and you know they um they got like one of them just pulls a glock out of their back pocket you yeah, know because yeah. they just got guns because they're white republican girls you know yep, yep. and uh it ends up that this guy's uh a criminal that there's a bounty after him they're holding them at gunpoint uh, the bounty hunter that's chasing him shows up they end up like making a deal to split the reward because they're teenage girls in high school. And they're like, you're going to give me a couple of thousand dollars for this dude. Fuck. Yeah. I'll take that money, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, then they end up just going like, Oh, we were really good at that. Let's keep doing it. Kind of thing, which is, you know, just outlandish and whatnot. They need money to fix the dad's truck. It's a stupid premise in general. Um, but, but the bounty hunter guy ends up becoming their mentor and they're two young white girls you know and he's an old black man yeah and you know of course they just have they just they just shit on each other Mm -hmm. you know back and forth the whole time and it's 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 funny and it's fun and it's good to put on the background all right so i i will i will take that on as some homework for you I got some homework for you. Don't worry. I'm not making you watch Naked and Afraid. Okay. I'll do it. I'll do it, Donna. For you, I'll I'll watch anything. I don't think anyone should watch that show. (laughs) Um, I want you to watch. It's also Netflix because I I find it interesting. It's called How to Sell Drugs on the Internet. I've seen that. It came up on my radar, Mm -hmm. but I was like, this didn't look interesting to me, but now I will check it out. Yeah. It's a very 
it's another weak premise of like I said, they're trying, they're being bounty hunters basically to uh, get the, get their uh, get car fixed. This one is basically the guy gets into becoming a drug dealer, not just a drug dealer, eventually a multi international drug dealer to impress his ex girlfriend. Fantastic! And the things we do for love. It's basically two <laughs> computer nerds trying to get into the drug game and their misadventures with drug dealers and high level drug uh fit, what is it like got it would you, would you say it's stuff. like it's like a comedy it is or definitely is a com- it serious it's, it's it's definitely a comedy no oh, okay. it's definitely a okay. comedy and it is just bizarre um like i said i i threw it on because i was like need something in the background and then i actually got engaged and i was like well I'm all right all right this. how many episodes is it so there's three seasons each season I think oh three seasons four, jesus christ it's, it's british though or, oh. no, it's not british it's it's European, but subtitles, uh, or dubbed or subtitles. Uh, oh, okay. The dubbing's okay. not too bad. Um, but what I was gonna say is, uh, I think it's six episodes per season. So I think they're they're at eighteen. Oh, okay, old. okay. Yeah, it's not too much. But so, you know, so it's, it's something that's been going on, and then they just poured it over to Netflix. Apparently, yeah, okay, yeah. Because gotcha, like gotcha, when gotcha. I it first popped up, they're like season three now released, and I was like season three. Um, oh yeah, I thought it was just the first inaugural season. But. Yeah, no. But, uh, yeah, it, it's a quick watch. Um, All right, I'll definitely check that out. Yeah. And you guys should check that out, you too. You should check out both of those. And I, know why, I don't know why I looked at the computer screen like it was going to be yeah, a face like looking back at me. <laughs> watching us, Robert, talking to... Um, yeah, you should check both of those out. And you should not, because I don't want anyone to support this, you should not check out Naked and Afraid. And if you're watching Naked and Afraid, stop, stop doing stop it. it. <laughs> you're the problem. <laughs> Great, great. That's how we're going to end our podcast today with You're the Problem, listener. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us yeah. this episode. Uh, next next week, we're going to uh, we're gonna do a one or two-part review of season one of The Boys. Yep. And uh, then we're... Dive into season two. Yep, yep. We're going we're gonna to follow along season two, just like we did with Doom Patrol. And, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the second season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, season one was fantastic yeah so hopefully covid doesn't fuck that one up i was too. i was <laughs> i was a late convert because when the boys first came out i was like this isn't my stitch i don't i really yeah. don't watch this but i i got involved and now now yes you would too let's mm. do this all right boys. thanks Bye. everybody for joining us <laughs>